0: I've been sparking up my tools, I've been looking to win, spend a little again, I've been for spittle to them, my God I riddled again, I told them stop clowning around, they said what goes up comes down, I said I'm down with the sickness, my team stay ill now, come get this, I'm just so Debbie Delight, I stay ready tonight, deep dive, we rise, that's the melody, alright, D- Debbie Delight, D- Debbie Delight, da da, da da Debbie Delight, hey! Welcome to another edition of The Debbie Light, brought to you by the Drive-In Podcast Network. I am your host, Ricky Valera. On today's episode, we're going to continue on with the Debbie rankings. Last week, we did the 10 through 6. Today, Stoops and I are going to dive into 5 through 1. Um, We're ranking quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. It doesn't matter the position. We're lumping them all together and giving you our top 10. So make sure to tune in to listen to 10 through 6 from last week. But this week, we're going to dive into 5 through 1. As always, I am joined by my podcast partner, Stoops. How are you? buddy
1: i'm doing fantastic um i just want to throw it out there that i'm still shocked that i had your boy keyed and ranked higher than me <laughs> uh
0: yeah i figured that was gonna get brought up again uh i thought it was funny too because i criticized you literally the entire mm-hmm. week and or an entire 24 hours really but um, and said to you that you better have Slavis at 101 and then you have Slavis literally one spot. I feel like you did that on purpose. You're waiting for me to say Slavis and then you put Slavis in no, your ranking. No, I'm just kidding. No,
1: it's just kidding. there. I have a um, feeling though, by, by year's end, I, I think you will probably have him ranked higher than me. Um, for reasons two. that you had said on the, the previous podcast, but yeah. I'm sure you'll move him up, I'm sure, you know, given the type of year we expect him to have. But no, I just found that funny whenever you said him. Uh, whenever you said his name, and I was like, oh, I have him above you. All right, cool. But no, it was fun.
0: A quick recap. Give everybody a quick recap of 10 through 6 if they haven't listened to that show yet.
1: Yeah, so for me, I had um, Najee Harris at 10, George Pickens at 9, Chuba Hubbard at 8, Rashad Bateman at 7, and then Keaton Slavis at number 6.
0: For me, I had Fields at 10. I had Chuba at 9. I had Najee Harris at 8. I had Keaton Slavis at 7. And then I had Rondell Moore at six. Um, So, Stoops, we're going to go ahead and convert into this five through one, which I'm rather excited about. Um, Who do you have slid into that number five role? I've got my boy, Sam Howell,
1: at number five. It was just, I I loved what I saw. Um, I've been a huge fan of his ever since watching essentially his first game. I think what Mac Brown is doing in North Carolina, the talent that's being brought in, the coaching system that he has—it's just—it's doing wonders for Sam Howell and for that offense in general. I think he's going to continue to have the season that he started off having last year. I mean, the t- the amount of touchdowns he threw um, compared to interceptions was a it was a really good you know comparison or good uh, ratio. His his uh, passing numbers were were very very high for someone in a as a true freshman, right? Um, I just, I just think he's going to be the guy. I mean, he's, he's only got one year under his belt and there's, you know, he can continue to rise, which I think is an awesome thing. So I've got Sam Howell. I know you feel differently about him and that hurts my heart,
0: but that's okay. I mean, when I, f- this same conversation we had last week, when I feel different, he's still in my like top seven. He's I not mean, in your top backs. five. <laughs> that's definitely true. He probably <laughs> wouldn't be in my top 15 either, but that's what I <sighs> um i know right hang on i don't think i would i no definitely no probably not um all right back to the chase at hand all right for me coming in at number five is somebody that has gone from lower in my rankings that he has now approached my top five um i was a bigger fan of his teammate about a month ago than i was today and that's jalen waddle at at alabama he's at number five um the more I watched Alabama tape, the more I liked Waddle more than I did everybody not named um, Jerry yeah. Um Jalen Waddle is a phenomenal talent. It was funny because at the end of last week's episode, I was talking about my six, which was Wandell Moore, that size size factor, right? You know, me, I'm that big body. I like the big body receivers, but what Jalen Waddle does everything right, everything. And I think that his talent is – He's every this is my thing, what I was watching say. He's everything you want out of Henry Ruggs. He might be a little bit slower, but everything you want out of Henry Ruggs, Jalen Waddell is. He does every he can run the routes. He can he's a speedster. You know, he's a small guy, but he can fit into the places that you you want him to. It kind of blew my mind how much I really, really liked him watching his tape because I was a big Devonte Smith guy, big Devonte Smith. I think if you go back to I, I had my rankings, I, I think at the wide receiver position, I think Devonte Smith was in my top four. Mm-hmm. Devontae smith's not even in my top 10 of this particular show so for me you know it, it's it's been a change of events again that's how rankings go right as you watch more tape as you watch more things but Jalen waddle is my number five who do you got at number four steve
1: before i get there um i've been a waddle fan um you're you're you have him ranked obviously i don't i don't have him you know coming up at all spoiler but um i i was when when waddle was still essentially just a guy. Right. You know, Judy was there. Ruggs was there. So on and so forth. Waddle was kind of that guy that I was leaning more towards as far as drafting. Reason being price. Right. Jerry Judy's going in top first round. Henry Ruggs was going, let's call it mid late first rounds, whatever, like in Debbie drafts, you know, maybe second rounds. But Jalen Waddle, he's sitting there for you in the third, fourth, fifth round, depending on how deep your Debbie drafts would go. But Jalen Waddle was that guy, like, he's going to have his moment. You just have to be patient with it. And that's the biggest thing about Devi. If you don't have, and I'm i honest, it's crazy. My patience, like, it's, it's pretty thin. I, I don't have a whole lot of patience. But with Debbie, it's different because I, I know it. I'm expecting to have to wait years and years potentially. So Jalen Waddle, I think he's going to be a phenomenal talent this year. And y- you say, you know, he might be slower than Ruggs. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see. And they've raced before, and, you know, it could be, you know, we only see a couple of them. Rugs beats him, Waddle, whatever. It's When you're fast, you're fast. I mean, and that dude's fast. So, no, I've been a big fan of Waddle. But moving on, we're at what, four, right, you said? Yep. All right. I've got Jamar Chase, um, wide receiver out of LSU. Um, I mean, look at what he did last year, right? That being said, that was a historic season across the board. Quarterback, receiver, running back, defense, offensive line, punters, kickers, doesn't matter, right? That team was just on a different level. I can't knock him for, well, you had too good of a season, blah, blah, blah. Cause he is not going to have, what was it, 1700 yards and 20 touchdowns or whatever it was, 18. He, he's not going to have that again. I don't think. Maybe he will. But I'd have to, if he does, oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> But I'd have to think he's still going to be their guy. He's going to be the one that gets potentially 1,100-plus yards, and we're talking 10 to 14 touchdowns. He's still going to have the numbers. He's still going to showcase his abilities. He's a phenomenal talent. Um, I'm still a huge fan of him, and I think LSU um, really it just comes down to what kind of chemistry is built between him and um, – who is it? Uh, Miles? I, be- yes. I believe it's going to be their quarterback. Yeah. So, um, commission to see how they they you know transition because obviously the expectations are still going to be very high you know how it goes with one sec programs in general two you win a national championship how are you going to follow it up right there's just going to be a lot of pressure behind the quarterbacks the uh, the receivers to do kind of what they've done again coaching staff is going to be on a whole different level because of boosters and so on and so forth you know but i just think it's he's still a phenomenal talent he's still going to put up some solid numbers but yeah i've got him at number four
0: I'm um, coming in at number four for me. Is Rashad Bateman? Um, uh, I, there's really not much more I can say about Bateman. You're the one that kind of turned me on to Bateman, Bateman to begin with. Uh, I started hearing his name because of you. Um, watching the tape, you start, you know, you you want to watch Tyler Johnson, but your eyes move very fastly. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like, oh, Tyler who? Tyler who? Bateman to me is some another guy that has really rised up my rankings and watching some tape. Um I, I, the talent's unbelievable. 6'2, 210. I I, I like the size. Um, he runs all the right routes. Um, I, I just love him. I think that he's going to be a talented guy. Um I, I like Bateman. I just like one other receiver a lot more that you've already talked about. But um that's that's why I come in at number four. My my the thing about it was is it was crazy how I fluctuated my one through three. Mm -hmm. um bateman was in that top three Waddle was kind of in there and then even slavis like we talked about slavis was kind of in that range for a minute but for me it's like i want some consistency in that top top slot um but i don't know bateman there's something about that kid he's big strong fast does everything right who you got at number three
1: number three um i've got the the running back that I was very disappointed did not come out this year. Travis Etienne, out of Clemson. I'm just, I I don't know what to like. We've seen it, like it's on film, right? And the big, and I, I keep saying this, so I'm going to keep saying it. The biggest thing that people would knock him for was his pass catching ability, because he came out and I finally found essentially the article or or the the snippet where he said it. Basically, he said he's not comfortable catching the pa- you know catching passes out of the backfield. It's something that he's concerned with. Whatever, whatever. And I don't have the stats pulled up, but with what he did last year, I think it was what, like 40 receptions, if I remember correctly, somewhere in that range. That's not someone who's afraid to catch the ball. I think he just really worked on it. I think, and I don't know if, you know, him and Trevor, I'd assume him and Trevor Lawrence went onto the practice field, maybe after practice, maybe on their own. I don't know. Nonetheless, he worked on it, right? He looked pretty comfortable catching the passes, catching passes to me. Obviously, he can run the ball very, very well. He's, He's my RB1 in this um, 2021 class uh, pretty solidified. I'd be, I would be shocked if I move him out of that, to be honest with you. Um, I'm a huge fan of Travis Etienne. I mean, just he, he's done it year after year. And again, the fact that he was able to enhance his pass catching abilities and showcase that he can do it. I think just, it just speaks volumes and that's what boosts him up so much higher for me, but I've got Travis Etienne sitting at number three.
0: That's who I have at number three as well um he was close to being number two for me um he he was actually very close to two for me as well
1: I kind of had him there and then I was just like yeah you know what and I pumped him down one
0: slot yeah I I fluctuated between him and the next guy but um he had 13 rushing touchdowns his freshman year freshman year only had 107 carries that year 766 average 7.2 yards a carry right freshman year okay sophomore year, he went for 1,658 rushing yards, 1,658. Yeah, that's right. 24 rushing touchdowns, 24. Okay. We're talking about a guy that is is only 5'10", right? Uh, Only 5'10", okay? Carries about 200 times, still averages 8.1 yards a carry in his sophomore year. So you're like, all right, junior year, he's going to take a step back a little bit, right? He did, sure. He took a a little bit of a step back. Um, He had 1,614 yards (laughs) last year. Had less yardage, still averaged seven point eight yards carry. Had nineteen touchdowns on the ground last year, and the thing that Stoops was talking about, he had seventeen receive uh, catches over the first two years. Uh, he had thirty-seven last year. Yeah, um, massive jump um, in, in his stats over a year. He had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten games last year um, out of fifteen where he had three or more catches. Okay, so that's three extra fantasy points. Obviously, that's not even including the yards. Exactly. Right? Um, Etienne, when I watch him, this is – he reminds you of a LaDainian Thomason-like back. Marshall Falk style back. Man. Can do it all. Um, Etienne, he would have been my one RB1 this year in this class. He's going to be my RB1 in the next class. There's Obviously, we, we talk about this landing spot will play a pivotal role once we get there. Travis team will be my 101 today up until the day before the draft. Imagine
1: imagine how it's going to hit when he gets drafted to like <laughs> Dallas or maybe that wouldn't be as bad, you know, because Zeke's gonna eventually kind of whatever, but yeah, somewhere but. where it's just like you're not the you're like oh my gosh, you know, again talent always, you know, surpasses It'll prevail, things, but, exactly, but but still it's just like man we're talking this up and he could go to a team that's been needing a running back and then it's just like bam nothing yeah, like oh yeah. man it happens every year it's gonna happen it's it's gonna happen multiple times. You know these guys that it's we like talk about,
0: right? Dobbins yeah. is the same way. You know, Dobbins is gonna produce year yep. one, but he's not gonna produce at the level which we were hoping for. Nope. Jonathan Taylor in in Indianapolis. I don't think he's gonna just steal that 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 job year one right from Marlon Mack right off of the back. You know, yeah, you know, like everybody thinks he's going to. I think that he'll have a split carry, but split carry doesn't mean anything year one for you. That's not producing anything really for you. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, but um, Etienne is is this this. He's an insane talent. Um, if he thinks that he needed to come back and work on his pass catching abilities, I'm I'm very. Thirty seven catches is a lot, um, you Especially know. Especially
1: in a system that doesn't doesn't ask their running backs to really do that a lot. Mm-hmm.
0: So his consistency is insane. I mean, this guy. I don't know. Watching it, the thing about the crazy thing about it is he didn't have one game last year over twenty carries, not one. But still had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games of over 100 yards. It's, it, it. It's it blows my mind. I, I guess I know it's against Wolford, but this is one of my favorites. That nine carries, 212 yards, <laughs> He averaged 23.6 yards a carry. Again, I know it's against Wolford. Everybody, calm down. But again, but
1: thought, it's you were supposed to do that. Yeah. Say that all the time. You know what I mean? You were supposed yeah. to do that. I promise you, if he would have gone out there with nine carries and had 22 yards, we'd be talking about that. You know what I mean? Exactly. So it is what it is.
0: Yeah, I love it. Um, And, and again, the, the the other thing he did real quick before we jump on to number two here is what he showcased in the game against Ohio State was able to catch the ball, three catches, 98 yards, two touchdowns in that game against Ohio State. Big pivotal moment for the, that game. You know, Clemson was struggling in that Ohio State game early on and then just kind of turn the barn burners on. Um, all right, Stoops, uh, number two? Number two,
1: I've got Justin Fields. I knew it, yeah. Yep, Ohio State quarterback. I just, the talent's there for me. I, I think, and my big thing that I've really started to come around on is because it seems like a lot, a decent amount of NFL organizations are not changing their systems per se, but quarterbacks who have that dual threat ability – are starting to gain a little bit more value. Um, yep. you, you definitely see it in Baltimore, obviously. And I think Justin Fields is a much better passer than Lamar Jackson, but I think Lamar Jackson is a much better runner than field. So it's kind of, you know, they're, they're flip. They kind of do the opposite better than the other, but I think Justin Fields is going to find a role in the NFL. He's, he's a great passer who can run the ball, um, you know, very well. So I'm, I'm excited to see what yeah. this season brings. Cause like you said, I think that Ohio state's going to definitely want to showcase his passing abilities more than they kind of already have um, while he still holds that ability to run the ball when the plays break down or when coverage is, you know, is, is basically nothing. There's no open receivers. So, um, but yeah, I've got Justin Fields sitting at number two.
0: Yeah. I, I can't blame you. Like I said, when even on, I talked about when I talked about him, you know, being, he's, he's my number 10. And I it's Oh my God, he's near number 10. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing for me is, is, is with him at the end of this year, I highly, highly would see him ranked much, much higher for me than he, you know, than what it is right now. And I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm good with understanding that this guy is going to be a, a talent. Watching his tape, there's a lot of things to like about him. Um, I like Justin Fields. I just, you know, it's, it's not that I don't like him. He's in my, he's in my third-ranked quarterback. Guys, calm down. Third. Um, and- and, <laughs> and exactly he would be my second right quarterback if we're talking 2021 you know for I mean? sure to me it's clear cut lawrence fields and then after that it's like Ooh, what's going on
1: and real quick not to not to go off, but that's the crazy thing about doing a combined like devy yeah. across the board is in a certain class this guy could be number one yep. but overall he could be number three or four you know what I mean? Like that's just the crazy thing about Debbie is, and that's why so many people like to see combined rankings when it comes to Devi because it's one of those where, okay, cool, this guy's number one in the 2021 class, but hey, most people have him four or five overall, and they've got a 2022 guy or something. So it's just, it's just, it's fun and it's crazy to see like combined rankings.
0: Uh, coming in at number one for me. Um, Hold on. Or two, sorry, two for Whoa. me. Sorry, two. One I mean, we already we already know, but <laughs> we already know one skip right over my number two. Um, my number two is Jameer Chase. Um, it, am I am I concerned with the possibility that Jameer Chase is going to have uh, eleven 1, hundred yards and ten touchdowns this year? Sure. Um, all, all I ask anybody to ever do is please watch Jameer Chase. I understand it was the season. I understand a lot of factors in play. I ask you, go watch the Clemson game. Nine catches, 221 yards, two touchdowns in that game against Clemson. Clemson's defense is really good, guys. I'm <laughs> just going to throw that out there. Okay. Um, he had another game against Ole Miss, eight catches, 227, three touchdowns. Um, had a game against Vanderbilt. Again, I know, Vanderbilt. Ten catches. 229 yards and four touchdowns. Um, He had three games last year of over 200 yards. Another one against Texas uh, A&M, not to mention Texas A&M, but uh, seven catches, 197, two touchdowns. Um, Jameer Chase averaged 21 yards per catch last year. That's crazy. 21, 84 catches last year. 21 yards per catch. He had 20 20 touchdowns last year. Cat, you know, on the receiving end of the ball, um, he only had three games last year. I think without a touchdown, which is insane. When you play 14 games, that's that's it's pretty wild, guys, to think about. Um, and a couple of those games, um, well, Oklahoma game, but the you know Auburn game, he still had eight for 123. Um, the Texas game, he didn't have a touchdown, but still went for eight for 147. Um, the only game of relevance that he didn't do anything, didn't have, it in, in the world of fantasy, he would have had double-digit fantasy points in every single game last year, except for the Oklahoma game where he went two for 61 yards. You know what I mean? So, you know, he had eight points. Oh, God. You know what I mean? Which, but, and
1: even even from a real fantasy, I mean, I'm sorry, from a real football standpoint, like, two for, would you say, 61 or 60? Yeah,
0: yeah, 61, yeah.
1: From a real fan, I mean, God, from a real football yeah. aspect, like,
0: yeah. You'll still get 30
1: some odd yards. Yeah. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I love the kid, right? He's, he's super good. And, and, you know, the old adage, we talk about it on the show watch the, watch the 2017 tape of Jordan (laughs) Love. The difference is when you watch the 2019 tape of Jameer Chase, you will actually see talent on the football field. Um, love Chase. Love him a lot. I, again, he's my 101. He's not going anywhere. He's just, He's that guy for me. He is. I, I think the I think the quarterback, running back, and wide receiver, one hundred ones for me is completely set in stone. So uh, I'm assuming we're going to transition to the one hundred one here. Uh, who's both our number one? I figured yours is probably Kellen Mond. So uh, <laughs> close. close, close. All right, they
1: did play each other. Now Trevor uh, Lawrence. I mean, it's it kind of goes without saying. I mean, he's been talked about for for years I mean you heard it where if Trevor Lawrence was able to come out his freshman season he'd have been the first overall draft pick it's been said every year if he comes out this year which obviously you can't until a certain point but if he were to come out he'd be the 101 if he were to come out he'd be the 101 it's just been talked about for years and I know especially Mr. Matt has talked up you know well Justin Fields is he not better than Lawrence like it should be an argument I just think Trevor Lawrence I mean it's it's been shown. It's been proven. He's been doing it year after year. He's been the guy. Um, I can see the argument for the Lawrence Fields thing. Personally, I know you're a little different on it, which is fine. I guess. Just kidding. But no, it, for me, it's Trevor Lawrence. It's pretty easy. Um, I mean, he's just doing it every year, you know. And it's just his his throwing abilities, his strength. His he's he's he runs the ball very well for being seven, three and 200 pounds. He runs the ball very, very well. Um, And the, what I like most about his running aspect is he picks and chooses when he's going to do it, you know? And does that say that it's a design play call? I don't know. Not necessarily, but it's not like, Oh, my first read's not there. I'm going to run. He literally will go first, second, third, first run. And that just speaks obviously for his offensive line. Let's just go that route. If he has that kind of time behind there, that's insane. But he doesn't just run to run. You know, it's not his first instinct. I don't think it's ever been his first instinct, but it's definitely something he's thrown into his game. And I think a lot of it probably does have to do with, you know, Dabo and the other coaching staff saying, hey, these NFL organizations like a mobile quarterback or or a quarterback who is able to be mobile, not necessarily dual threat specific, but you get my point. So him being able to do that now showcasing that, I think really, really just boosts his draft stock even more than it already was. So... It, to me, it's it's pretty easy, pretty consensus. Trevor Lawrence.
0: Trevor Lawrence is the best quarterback I've seen, in my opinion, come out of college since Andrew Luck. And I think that he's better than Andrew Luck at this point in coming out of college standpoint. Trevor Lawrence, to me, is a generational talent that, if I was in the NFL, if I thought my team was going to be just mediocre this year, I would I would not – I'm not saying you tank – you know, everybody said the Dolphins tanked for Tua. Um, if you want to tank for real talent, tank for Lawrence. Uh, really quick, I'm not trying to, but what's crazy? Tank for Tua, right? That's what everyone was saying about Miami.
1: Yeah, they ended up winning more games than people expected, and yeah. still got him. I think the injury yeah. obviously dropped him down, but for sure, that's just crazy, right? That's what and everyone of was saying.
0: Burrow as well, you know. Yeah, so crazy. Anyway, so for me, if you kind of look at Lawrence, Lawrence has played in four big time games. You know, everybody talks about the inter- interceptions. He's yet to throw an interception in any of the four national championship games, you know, semi-final, final. He struggled against LSU. Who didn't? Everybody did. You know what I mean? Um, the big thing for me, you hit on it, was the change of pace in his ability to make plays on his feet. Um, he had 177 rushing yards in in 2018. Um, he had 563 in 2018. 20- uh, nineteen. He had nine rushing touchdowns last year as well. Um, everybody remembers that Ohio State game when I was talking about go watch that. You know, you know the Ohio State game. Um, he had sixteen carries for one hundred seven yards and a touchdown. And if I remember correctly, that was a like a sixty. I'm about to look it up right now. it was a sixty? Yeah, sixty seven yard touchdown run. Yeah. If you yeah. want to see the playmaking ability from Trevor Lawrence, watch that play. Um. I've and I've somebody somebody said to me that he's a run first quarterback, which is something I've never like, I I, I don't I don't even know what that even means because they don't watch football. Um it was crazy because through the first seven weeks of the season, we talked about this on this very podcast. I'm like, Trevor Lawrence, stop throwing stupid ass passes, right? Yeah. yeah. Like he was frustrated. We watched the Syracuse game, and I'm like, if they played anybody else, they probably oh, would have lost that game. Yep. Yep. Um it was funny after the Louisville game, he three touch three touchdowns two interception. He didn't throw an interception from week eight to week 15, uh, eight games in a row where he didn't throw an interception. He had three touchdowns or more in every single game after that, except for the Ohio state game. But if you factor in the rushing touchdown there as well, um, I can't say enough about Trevor Lawrence. I've talked about him. I'm going to talk about him probably more than I even did Joe Burrow. I love Joe Burrow. I, I think Joe Burrow is going to be great in the NFL. I think there's a lot of skepticism around him. I think they have a chance to make the playoffs this year. I don't really care what anybody says. I really am on board with with the Bengals, and I think that that system is going to be very good for Burrow. But for me, Trevor Lawrence is hands down the best quarterback the best prospect the best draft if you are drafting 101 and you're dra- drafting trevor lawrence whether you need a I, i'm sorry look if you have if you're set at quarterback i still think you go trevor lawrence I, I it to me it's just it makes too much sense right now to take lawrence because you could trade one of those other guys
1: and that's just it. you're you're gonna be more because we, we've said this quarterbacks um are cheapest in the draft right so draft trevor lawrence have them on your team. Yeah. Okay. Let's say you've got three other quarterbacks on your roster, four, whatever. Let's just call it if even if one of them is is a Daniel Jones or a, a Sam Darnold or someone like that, you're more likely to trade one of those two guys. Now that's not me saying, well, bring the price down because you have Lawrence. Like that's not how it works. But you're going to be more likely to get a trade done with you with a Darnold or a Daniel Jones trading either one of them away. Because, like you said, Lawrence the value behind him, especially once he gets drafted to X team, who is going to have him as a starter. Nobody's going to want to pay the price. You know what I mean? Uh, well, I say nobody. If, if somebody wants to, and you get that type of a deal, you you might have to think about it. Might, might. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, cause if you
0: got one Oh one, right. Yeah. If you have one Oh one in your pocket right now for the next draft. And somebody comes and says, I'll give you three ones. And more, you have to, yeah, right? I mean, yeah. you, you've got to think about it, you know, especially if you get a couple in this year's because that – that we just talked about 10 guys. And I think what Slavis was the only guy that I think that I talked about that potentially might not come out, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, like that, that's – I think if you land any of my top 10 guys that I had, you know, outside of Slavis, if you're in a rookie draft next year, you're set you're going to get somebody good. Like if you, well, let's just say you drop down to what? 102, 103, 104, something like that. If you can get an ET in a chase or somebody yeah. like that, that's that to me is like, Whoa, you know, you, but you're going to need th- at least three ones. And, mm-hmm. and you know what I mean? Because this is, this is Trevor Lawrence. You know what I mean? I really, it's funny to me because I really, it doesn't matter if he goes out there and throws 30 interceptions this year. I, my opinion will not change on Trevor Lawrence. It, it won't. It, it, watch the 2018 team, watch, 2018 <laughs> day. You know what watch I mean? his
1: whole career before this,
0: <laughs> but he's not going to do that, but no, he's not. I think they're going to benefit from this, this, this uh, coronavirus thing, because they've played together, they have the chemistry already. They don't have to force chemistry that's not there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It, you know, it's the only thing that he might maybe struggle with is a receiving core. But those guys were already on the roster. He was already throwing these guys the ball last year. He just wasn't throwing them as the high volume as he was. You know, with Higgins gone, Ross hurt, etc., yeah. etc. Cetera, et cetera. But uh, yeah, Trevor Lawrence is that guy. Six six. God, I just love it. I uh, just. Can't tell you how much I love a quarterback that is 6'6 and 220 and can run and throw the ball. Yep. Folks, that was fun. Um, talking about the rankings. Um, next week we'll kind of dive back into our player profiles a little bit. I was going to mention the conference, but I completely forgot which one it was, but it's okay. Um, make sure to follow Stoops on Twitter. It at it Is it? Possibly. I don't know. We'll, we'll let it. you know. Yeah, exactly. When we do the show, we'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> Follow Stoops on Twitter at Stoops1990. Give myself a follow at Ricky Villar underscore. Give the show a follow at The Devi Delight. Make sure to do us a favor. If you're listening to this on iTunes, subscribe and give us a five star rating. Um, we would really greatly appreciate it. Ratings and five star rankings and reviews of the show kind of boost up our presence within the iTunes store. That would be really cool if you could do that for us. Make sure to check out the other shows on the Drive In Podcast Network. We've got the Fantasy Football Roundtable. We've got the uh, Call Me By Your Name Commentary, which is a movie podcast where they just uh, they watch shows and they give you some commentary throughout which is a lot of fun we've got um a a host of other shows that i think you could check out and that you'll love a whole lot but um check out the musiccitydrivein.com as well where you can find all those podcasts and uh until next time we'll talk to you guys later see y'all later sick of being upsold at gyms. (laughs)